I just checked today to see if I could get Google Fiber and uh, not Google Fiber, just Fiber in general. And the answer was, no, I cannot. Eat some brand. You have a heart of gold. Don't let them take it from you. This is Insert Credit, the relentlessly paced video game talk show where our panel of experts must reach a consensus on every topic introduced within six minutes, or their fate will be the sound of a horrible buzzer. You're running out of air there. Breathe, I'm... Jaffe. Breathe. Breathe. <gasps> okay. I'm Alex Jaffe. <laughs> breathe both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest video game dream I can remember having is one where I was getting digested by a like-like from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, leaky leaky. Wow. Okay. My name is Frank Cifaldi, and the only video game dream that comes to mind for me in this immediate moment, I dreamt I was at a store, and I found a Nintendo cartridge for um, Bible Adventures 2, which is not a thing. Nice. And the cover of said game had Noah from Noah's Ark, that Noah, specifically the Bible Noah, riding a skateboard and kind of giving the peace sign at the camera. And I was like, wow, this never came out. This should probably be like preserved. I should do that. And then I thought about it and I was like, nah, it's probably just that other skateboard game they did with different graphics. And I put it back. <laughs> what, have we what done regrets? this one before? <laughs> we might have done this one before. But I don't know. Yeah, go on. No, well, what 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 good is a discussion of dreams if it's not uh, involves a little bit of deja vu? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. I hope I've given you enough time to think about some dreams. Oh, uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and the weirdest video game dream I have had is uh, I don't I don't really dream. I just sleep. That's a uh, so I, I I very actually recently did have a moment in a dream where a video game thing came up, which was I blamed the podcast that I was on the other day, the Good Vibes Gaming Podcast. Uh, I'm shouting them out right there. I was on their podcast, and uh, uh, they had talked about the Switch Lite. So I dreamt that the Switch Lite was announced and that it was coming out on March 21st, 2021. Uh, so if that happens. Three, two, one. Let me know. And it has an external. The, the the dock involves an external GPU that you plug mm -hmm. it into, and that boosts it up to 4K. Handheld, it's 1080p. And uh, I saw one in the store, and it was roughly the size of of my my new iPhone. This this phone here, it's iPhone 12 Pro Max, whatever it's called. They got all these adjectives on there. And uh, I was like, ooh, it's like roughly the size of this. It's a nice, and it's real nice and heavy, and it feels good. And then I was like, wait, but today's not March 21st. Today is November 17th. And then I was aware of the dream. And that's where stuff gets interesting. So we can save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> Another topic. Yeah. Um, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and the weirdest dream, I don't know if I've had a lot of weird ones. I've had a lot that are similar to Frank's one where it's like, I've never seen this game before. But in my case, I'm like, I got to get this. And then I wake up and I'm like, all oh, right, yeah, those weren't real. <laughs> so I, I get to wake up with a feeling of disappointment, not only in the fact that I don't have those, dream, those uh, games, but in myself for dreaming about collecting <laughs> things. <laughs> Um, but probably the best one of those that I ever had was about a fake, I mean, it wasn't fake in my dream, about an undiscovered video game console that had a metallic, like, brushed metal steel look of a screen, and it could display four colors, but all the colors were, like, rusty looking because they were displayed on this metal screen, and it looked really neat, and it was basically like a Wonder Swan color. I, no, a Wonder, a black and white Wonder Swan, but with four colors, and, uh, and this bizarre screen on it, and I was... I remember it in my dream being like, well, this is a dream, 
this seems like a really good idea if it were real. Uh, <laughs> what would you call that console? <clears throat> hmm. I'm going to go know. with the alloy. Ooh, oh, the alloy. Oh, yeah, alloy. Pretty good. Yeah, That's like not it. bad. All right, let's, yeah. let's, let's call it. I've got two All things right. to say before we move on. First, I'm disappointed that neither of you uh, went with the joke, which is uh, the craziest video game dream I ever had was running a video game studio. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and second, I just remembered another good one that's real quick, which is, uh, and I might have told this one also on the show because I'm getting that deja vu again. Um, Here it comes. But during E3, when they were showing the Wii for the first time, I was there covering it as a journalist, and one of the nights I was there, I had a dream about like having an appointment with you know Nintendo to look at the thing, and they're like, "Yeah, this one's cool, but uh, you should see the next one." And they told me <laughs> about the next one, and the name of Nintendo's uh, successor to the Wii was the Nintendo Apocalypse Monster. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That. <laughs> that's not what they should call that. <laughs> Yeah, I think they should workshop that one a little more. Wow. Yeah. And that that's was the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Sure was. Yeah, the Wii U, man. That's a that's an apocalypse monster, all right, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I predicted so it. So our first question comes from last week's winner, guest Ash Parrish. She asks, which video game character creator gives you the best hair? The best hair? Man, so much of that hair is bad, like the Hair is hard to get in video games mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. yeah, in the in the Yakuza games, they let you dress up the the hostess ladies, mm-hmm. and they came up with like twelve hairstyles that some grandpa liked back in two thousand three, and they were like, you know what, this is good enough. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> look stick if a grandpa liked it in two thousand three, he also liked it in nineteen eighty six. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. The same grandpa. It's it's so weird that you mentioned that because. I just went over to YouTube to look up a character creator in a game I'm about to mention, and I had a Yakuza 0 E3 2016 trailer open to a scene of doing karaoke with a girl. No, or is it a... No, it's a hostess club scene, so there you go. Weird. It was like on that exact frame. Wild. Serendipitous. Yes, and she does definitely have a 1986, uh, I don't know, like swimsuit model sort of haircut going yeah. on here oh man and the dresses are so bad in there it's like just just give me a new one at least give me one from the last couple decades that doesn't make her look like a like a cave woman or or whatever anyway there's got to be some good ones with hair i think destiny one the original destiny one had a couple really good hairstyles uh just a couple really good ones astral chain has some really good hairstyles i run through them in a in a youtube video i did for uh kotako.com called uh it's it's called Astral Chain, hottest cops ever. Um, and I, I run through all of the girl hairstyles in the game and I give them all uh, one two word phrase descriptions. I think the best hair in a character creator is by default in Dragon Quest X, where you get to make your own Akira Toriyama character. How many yeah, games let you good. build an Akira Toriyama character? And I think White Knight Chronicles also had some really good hairstyles in it. So those are my three. That's my top three. Does a does spore count? You can you can make a bunch of limbs that look like hair. You can do whatever you want on that hair thing. noodles. Hair noodles, yeah. Hair noodles. Oh, hair balls. I think hair noodles count. Hair noodles. I really just I wish the Dragon Quest Ten character creator had more. Uh, I wish the hair had more of like a Toriyama's line work to it, though it's still good because it does look like hair he designed. Probably because he did. Maybe he probably designed hey. a bunch of those hairstyles or his studio. I feel like that that Monster Hunter ice world whatever that new version is um, iceborne iceborne yeah i feel like that one had pretty okay hair it actually is called iceborne that's not even a joke nice. <laughs> it just sounds like a 
They wanted to make a title like Bloodborne. Uh, what do we got? How about ice? Uh, okay. Iceborne? Ice souls, Iceborne, Iceborne. Around here, we call hot cops sizzling bacon. Mm. Nice. Kaboom. Yeah. A ham. Champagne ham. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't like the hair in the Fallout games. I get what they're going the for. They're... It's mm. just not enough. They didn't go far enough to me. Yeah. Worst hair is definitely uh, all the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I tried to make an Elder Scrolls character just the other day because I, I reference Elder Scrolls characters in like a video that I was working on. And I'm like, I'm going to make an Elder Scrolls character and then rate squeeze it down real fast for while I, I say this 10 second line. I'm like, am I really about to do 10 minutes of work for 10 seconds of a video? And then it turns out that it was like I was in that character creator for like an hour. I hate it so much just trying to find a hairstyle or a character that looks decent. So I feel like that and, and all the Bioware games are basically like, how can I make this valley less canny? Mm-hmm, I just right. like to uncanny this valley a little bit more. It's all about the how buzz do we cut. get the player to look for a helmet as quickly as possible? <laughs> so basically, yeah. the best character creator in a video game is we 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 kick off a worldwide campaign to normalize and celebrate buzz cuts. Mm. Sure, and uh, and then it's Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, Mass Mass Effect wins if if we can do that. We can accomplish that. If we can get everybody buzzing by 2021. Buzz 2021. That's the name of the My campaign. My grandpa, if he were still alive, would be really into this idea, by the way. Excellent. Talking about grandpa's loving hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Check out that hostess club and Yakuza 8. Everybody buzz cut it. Uh, I was just going to say that we, we either get everyone to buzz or get everyone to fantasize about buzzing because uh, video games ultimately are escapism and we might want to escape into mm. our buzz cut reality, our, 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 our buzz sona. Yes. <laughs> to be freed from the tyranny of hair. I always play as a buzz cut girl in uh, Elder Scrolls games. My main character is always a girl with a buzz cut. That's in what Fallout, I always end up with. Fallout, I always, yeah. In Fallout, I end up with uh, a girl with pink ponytails that hits things really hard with sticks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't do no ponytails. It's a whole buzz cut. Buzz cut and glasses. That's my, my Fallout character. BC and B. And then uh, Elder Scrolls is just buzz cut because they didn't have glasses back then. You know, back then okay. in, in Dragon Times. <laughs> well, there's your answer. Here is question two. What is mm-hmm. the most disappointed you've ever been by a video game? Wow. You mm. know what? I'm going to go ahead. I got something timely, which is not that timely. Timelish. Uh, is one of my favorite games of all time is Spartan Total Warrior by the Creative Assembly. One of the best games ever made. One of the best action games ever made. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's meticulous. However, it was announced at the same E3 as God of War. Okay. You see where this is going. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It was announced at the same E3 as God of War, and it also is a game about ancient Greece except it's more realistic. And who wants that when you got a Hydra in the E3 demo of the other game? Uh, the Spartan Total Warrior got snowed under by God of War, got destroyed by God of War in, in terms of the reviews because God of War's shadow loomed large over it. Um, it was one of my favorite games of all time. For the follow-up, Creative Assembly managed to get the money to make another, or not the money, but the, the, the support, the production backing to make another big-budget action game, Okay. And they made a game called Viking Battle for Asgard. You know this game? Does anybody know this game? I do. Yeah. I think I think it's uh, pretty interesting. But if this is yeah. what you're disappointed in, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear this. I had really, really hoped that they would lean in on the super sharp, ultra hard action of Spartan Total Warrior, which feels so snappy and so sticky and so crunchy and so good. However, Viking Battle for Asgard, very interestingly, was like a proto Assassin's Creed game. It was like a proto 
you know how nowadays uh, these open world games are virtually as far as a billionaire is concerned a dime a dozen so they're just there's a it, it's just that's the easiest game for anybody to make now is these big open world games creative assembly made a bigger bolder weirder wilder spartan total warrior and it's just way too loose you can tell it's not made by 2000 3000 people it's made by you know it's not made by like an assassin's creed sized team and i just remember i played the whole thing right cuz uh, i love spartan that much and I just remember the whole time being like, ah, oh, man, I just I wish the action was good. I wish it wasn't so loose. I wish it wasn't so weird. Turns out the game is really good. It's just I I, I felt weirdly betrayed by it. Well, the cops and, uh, are coming for you on that one. Yeah, yeah they're coming. They're <laughs> You're coming. supposed they're, to like it. And those cops are, oh, this man, New York, Manhattan, the cops don't stop. Um, So the reason that's timely is there's that uh, they just made an Assassin's Creed that is set Valhalla. Viking times. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and God of War is now set in Norse times. So God of War mm-hmm. is a is it, it's not content to own Spartan Total Warrior back in 2003. God of War is now kicking the the long deceased Viking battle for Asgard. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Actually, your your answer is uh, has given me an answer. It's inspired oh. one. Uh, it's a, it's another. That's what we go for here. Yeah, it's another <laughs> developer follow up disappointed me thing, which is there was a game on GameCube, Xbox, and PS2 called The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Good yeah, game. which is a good game. It's Real a it's good. a good dumb sort of you know Grand Theft Auto e game, except you're the Incredible Hulk, and and it's goofy. It's a goofy game. One of the powers that you upgrade yourself to is uh, instead of merely throwing cars, you can press a different button combination and and instead rip the car in half and then wear both halves of the car as <laughs> as punching boxing gloves and hit people with your car hands. I like it. There is uh, a building that has a giant inflatable guy on top, you know, like a sign advertising. And if you pick it up and hold it, you can float around really slowly. Goofy stuff. There's a bonus game where you're just on a roof and for no reason, a helicopter is hovering next to you and soldiers are just dropping out one at a time and you can pick up a pipe and hit them like baseballs. Good stuff. The follow up game yeah. from the developer was a game called Prototype, which plays uh-huh. very similarly, uh-huh. but is just there's zero humor to this game. It's it's the antithesis yeah, they took all the fun right humor. Out. There's no fun in this game it's just like bloods going everywhere and i don't know if it's literally a new metal soundtrack but it's basically a new metal soundtrack even if you're just imagining it and it's yeah. just I, I want another you Wait. know fun goofy hulk game so uh, that game actually came out which one prototype i That's thought it was jam. i thought i thought it wasn't done <laughs> Kaboom! i kept seeing uh previews for it and i kept thinking when are they gonna finish this game when are they gonna give it a name <gasps> Jim, uh, you they never jerk did. I thought of was a couple. Was that a good joke? Was that good? Who liked that? Shout me out if you like that. Anybody? <laughs> I, thought, I thought of a couple here. We got. Um, Please. I think. I think just to say one thing is like it's hard, probably hard for us for this not to be a developer follow up disappointment because you know I I would say it's kind of difficult for us to get excited about a game that we know nothing about before it's right. out and then be disappointed. I think, I think you could you could cut off a as your editor. Let me say you could cut off a, a lot of the end of that sentence. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so for me, one is uh, is Bonk Three. That's that's mm. it's oh, not yeah. a good Bonk after Bonk. The Godfather Part Three of the Bonk series. Yeah, you know right. what it does? It doesn't hold a candle to Bonk Two. No, much less light it on fire. No, and then another one, and this actually is one where 
I mean, I guess there's still developer pedigree in here, but I was excited about an, the idea of co-op multiplayer uh, Symphony of the Night, which is what mm. Castlevania Harmony Ooh! of Despair. Yeah. And the just the in my mind, that was a real fun game to play. And then they yeah. put it out and there was no split screen. So you all had to be on the same screen simultaneously. You couldn't go off and do we things. We played separately. that at my house. Remember? We oh, did. That's a really we, good answer. We were together. Very. Yeah, we were very, very upset. We were very upset the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just an absolute atrocity. Yeah. Like that's that's a. Not only is that an idea that was a good idea, that was one of my, I think, more popular insert credit articles back the long time ago was I, I talked about how I wanted there to be how Castlevania had the the, the guts and the bones to be like the perfect yeah. fighting game. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So more like Castlevania simultaneity of disappointment. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, I've got one with a happy ending. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is on the GameCube, I purchased Mega Man Anniversary Collection, mm-hmm. which uh, oh. had, had the first, I don't know, eight Mega Man games, I think, on it. And first of all, they swapped the buttons, which just made the game impossible to play. Why would you do they, that? I don't know why they did that. So like jump and shoot were reversed from the way they are in every game ever made. So I just couldn't play the game. There's no Horrible. button remapping in that game, so I couldn't fix that problem. And then also, ultimately, I just got kind of bored even trying because it's like it's just the games there's nothing else here so then uh, a few years later i did it better the end hey yeah all right that's very good (laughs) question number three what songs would you include in the program for one of those video game themed orchestra concerts more like a (laughs) orchestra hey (sighs) just the near soundtrack i guess what about the bonk soundtrack all near all the time the yeah the bonk snow level music bonk's revenge snow level music that's very nice i'd play that gotta like bonk i do have to i want to hear the alex kid theme done with just really grungy awful guitars so (laughs) let's just get that in there sure i've never been to one of these concerts if you can't if you can believe that what what do they normally play at them Final Fantasy, um, Metal Final Gear. Final Fantasy, Halo, Metal Gear. All the symphonic stuff is what they play. And then Which, sometimes they'll they'll do like a Mario arrangement and everyone will be like... Or a Tetris oh. or an Angry Birds. Yeah, it's like... Have you ever been in a movie theater in Berkeley, California or a similar sort of place where there's a bunch of older people in the audience mm-hmm. and uh, and the film makes a reference to something and, and, and there's just murmurs all throughout the the theater of old people being like oh did you catch that oh how droll etc right yeah like that oh but it's like that except it's for the kids for the kids for video games so so they'll they'll hear the opening strains of like a final the iconic halo theme as it is always referred to they'll hear Mm -hmm. the final fantasy menu music and be like or whatever well i mean to be fair that menu music is quite sweet i mean it rules but i'm just saying that's what it's like what's what's the final you mean the prelude you talking yeah, about? Are it's... you talking smack about the prelude up in here? No, I'm not talking smack about that. I'm talking about so so. The the reason I mention it is because are you besmirching the prelude? Because that that will you know I love preludes. I drive one. Um, yeah. Uh, but what about quaaludes? No thanks. I want to stay awake. Um, no, quaaludes so the, and preludes. They would pr- play the prelude before they're gonna do a Final Fantasy song, and so everyone's like, oh, "There's gonna be a Final Fantasy song. It's gonna come in." 
Well, right. this is any concert, though. This is any concert with fans of true. the music they're listening to. Yes. Mm, I was I, I was guess. at a Boris show once with Michio Kurihara. I mean, I wasn't there with him. He was he was performing. Uh, I'm not friends with Michio Kurihara. Uh, he did. I did. He did say hi to me once at one of his shows because he recognized me from one of his other shows. So I was at a show where he was playing with uh, Boris and I was bootlegging the show because that's what I did back then. I had a little Zoom recorder and I, I bootlegged and I listened to them at home and on the bus. And my buddy was there, my buddy Stabo. Shout out Stabo if you're listening. And he, uh, <laughs> and right before he played the solo on the song Rainbow, Stabo says he's gonna play the solo, and that's on <laughs> my, and that's on my bootleg. So I believe I still have that. If anyone wants to hear it, uh, and then, and then, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's my my favorite story of that. So, so, so is that basically what a <laughs> that's one of these video game concerts the, is like? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that, that makes. Sense. I did. Sense, I did so. go to one. I'm going to come clean here. I, I went to one. Uh, I, I went to a video games live that was outside during a comic con in the aughts, and uh, I went there with my friends not because we were interested, but because we figured out how to sneak in. So oh, we did it. We did good. it just to have the achievement of sneaking into the show. And we so watched about three songs, to, and then we left. This is good a reason to do anything as uh, anybody's Agreed. ever come up with, I believe, on this earth. Yeah. So I actually, I, there's a lot of video game music I do like. I mean, I have a playlist on YouTube that uh, I listen to whenever uh, I have a phone meeting because it makes, uh, I believe it, I believe it pumps up my, my it, it, it pumps up my demeanor. It gets me ready. I don't ever want to be on a, on the phone with anybody, right? However, now that sure. I can do it through the computer, I'm, I'm, I'm able to listen to music while talking to people and they don't know I'm listening to music. So I have this, uh, playlist called action button top tunes that is all of the songs that i listen to and uh, i can give you a taste it's 69 songs because uh, i don't because i'm an idiot and uh the first song is underground castle from soul blazer so that's something i want to hear a full orchestra play however i would like them to play the the version on youtube that's called uh soul blader soul blader that's what it's called in japan soul blader underground castle extended which is the same as the regular version it, which is a minute long, except it plays for 60 minutes. <laughs> so, have you guys heard of this? That's, 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 that's what I would like them to play. I would like them to play that. And then uh, I, I, I've referenced the Bayou Billy, Adventures of Bayou Billy, stage one music many times. Uh, oh, on it's streams. so good. It's so and, good. And do you know that mentioning that gets you associated with like a particular YouTuber who, oh, that's his thing to no. like that song. It's like, no, nah, never heard of that. It ain't nobody's thing to like that god darn song. song. No, it's just being being a young person during that time is what gets you to like that song. Yeah, crikey. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a, a rock solid, amazing piece of music. Um, what else do we got? Oh man, I got some brain. I would like some Valis games in there personally, because they got some mm -hmm. some fun tunes. A bunch of uh Star Cruiser. I like Star Cruiser. Scruiser. Um, yeah. I want um, uh, I want the earthbound uh shop music on banjo. Oh man, uh, that is that is track seven of my of my of my playlist. This is the music. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest Three Casino is mm. also on there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, one of the best ones. And then Dragon, I want a Dragon Quest Casino medley. Actually, no joke. Yeah, uh, no, I want that. I would love that. Yes, just start with the piano and then bring in the the uh, the, the the chamber orchestra. There's a couple of land. I think like Landstalker songs that are good. The 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 overworld music from Landstalker and then the the fancy castle music like the mercator castle i don't know what that one's called and then uh i would like to also have some etrian odyssey 4 music 
by Yuzo Koshiro because uh, you don't really need to adapt it for an orchestra because it's it already is an orchestra. I would attend a Sonic the Hedgehog suite. Yeah, mm. a suite. Ah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, you mean a like Michael a... Jackson concert. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's think, a Knuckles that... suite. Yeah. Oh, there we go. man, good old Knuckles. I think a Sonic the Hedgehog arrangement of Sonic songs done as like chamber orchestra, yeah. like small chamber orchestra would be like really chill to listen to something like Baroque sounding. Yeah, Ooh, hang out in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be chill. All right. Uh, go right Question with the casino four. music. When has a game been significantly improved by an unintentional glitch? Improved? Mm. Yeah. When has a glitch made a game better? I Glitches mean, are bad. A lot, a lot of the time, for me, it makes it better if I'm bored and the glitch is more fun than the game, but it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really speak well of anything for when that <laughs> happens, I wouldn't say. Uh, yeah. Least yeah. of all, the player in question's attention span if they're more interested in, uh, or not attention span so much as, uh, you know what I'm saying. There's, there's the people out there who, who they, their only engagement with the video game hobby is to look up like glitch compilations. Yeah. Now that, now that there's the console wars again, have you seen like every time there's mm-hmm. a thread by Sony, Sony's like, Hey guys, like, and follow if you love gaming. And then they'll reply with like a gif of, uh, a glitch from like a PlayStation five game and be like, PlayStation five sucks. That just, I keep ah. seeing that. A lot of these glitches are like, I don't know. They're, they're fun and funny. And I don't mind that they yeah. exist. Like the, when, uh, in that Spider-Man game, Miles Morales turned into a brick and then there's just a brick web web slinging around New York city. Yeah. It's pretty cute. I liked it, but it yeah, didn't make the game that, better. That's for sure. I don't know. know if this is better, but, um, I think I, I probably said it at the time uh, during the show, but I was I replayed the original Deadly Premonition after the second mm-hmm. one came out. Gotta love that game. Played it on PC, and it's just very, very broken on PC. It's pretty unfortunate. Um, it's busted, yeah. But one of the ways that it's busted that almost adds to it is sometimes the overworld just disappears. It, there's It's just pure blackness. You can still walk around. There's still collision. There's still you and there's still your map so uh every time that would happen it would be uh, a very tense situation where i had to try to find a phone booth in the dark to save my game so that i could exit and get back and and things would would uh respawn and that almost adds to deadly premonition in a weird way yeah it gives it kind of a silent hill vibe almost yeah or or more like uh, uh, my alternate response was, sounds like my neighborhood shotgun blast hey. sound effect. <laughs> so glitches uh, are bad. No, I want to tell you a glitch that it didn't uh, make a game better for me. Uh, okay. That I feel like a, some kind of a dirt bag. Okay, that people people in my in my purview, that is at the time, uh, internet message boards and such. Of oh, your day. perv view, I see. My perv, oh, my perv view. Um, people people uh, in my vicinity, my virtual vicinity thought this glitch made the game better, and I did not agree. And that was the game Lufia 2 had a glitch where, I mean, if you did, I think, I, I believe it was if you do like basically anything at all in a specific battle early in the game, uh, in like the very first dungeon in the game, you might accidentally trigger some sort of memory leak thing that causes your, it, it's very easy for even the uh, the common schlub to do because this was happening to everybody. It happened to me and it just, it freezes the game up, and when the game comes back out, you're just getting fire hose fed experience points to a point where your guy will level up to like level 25 in the very first battle that you fight. It's possible to get that to happen, and 
you can just grind. And then once that's happened, your save file is corrupted in a specific way that battles in that zone beef you up with experience points. And it's real bad. And it completely ruined my first ever playthrough of the game because I came out of that place with a level on like level 48 or so. And I had just rented it, right? And I didn't beat the game during the rental period, but I, I did not enjoy the game as much as I would have if I had not, if I'd been on like a normal level, you know? And then everybody else yeah. was like, oh, if you two rules, because you don't need to grind, because you can just do the, the trick. It's not even a trick. Let's let's call it what it is. It's a it's a misfortune, a computer-related misfortune. You know, it's not the, the, a trick. The older I get, the the more I think that grinding became unnecessary probably in the 80s, and I think people are maybe just bad at RPGs. Yeah, I, right. I, I didn't ever need to grind it Lufia 2 at all. I think Lufia 2 is actually remarkably well-balanced. You can do things other than just hitting over and over, everyone. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Balancing Uh, video games is hard, though. (laughs) I I got a quick one that comes to mind, which is uh, the ability in the original Metroid to kind of squeeze into a wall and then Mm -hmm. go up over the world and go into basically a garbage world. The things that that inspired kind of made Metroid interesting again, where people thought there was an unexplored world. It was was clearly garbage, but the idea that there was more world inside of this game uh, that was a neat moment. Sure. I guess people say uh, Street Fighter 2 combos combos came from glitches. Um, oh, yeah. I, I guess no, no, no. It was, it was actually combos. The crunchy snack was oh, a glitch. Yeah, that was a glitch the, at the yeah. factory. Everybody talks about that pizza flavor. I'm all about just the regular old cheddar. Nah, man. Pizza's Ch- the one. Nah, cheddar with the with the like the pretzel outer the exterior. Yeah. I'm with Tim uh, here. Yeah, I'm no, all about I the cheddar agree. with the pretzel, and then also just the regular cheddar's pretty good as well. But also with the pizzeria doesn't one. Doesn't the pizza one have beef in it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. With what the do pizza I know? one, you can say, hey, combo, combo Italiano. Mm, you can't do that yeah. with the other ones. That's oh, true. Oh, God, I love, I love combos. I can because I'm Italian, so oh, that's I'm right. allowed. That's hey. Question number five. How yeah. would you make a video game where the entire initial design document was just the DuckTales theme song? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, oh, so life is like a hurricane. Yeah. So you want it to be like ultra literally here. So you play. Well, it's you, in Duckburg, so it is. Yeah. Ducktales. It's, it's Duck- got to be Ducktales. It's in. It's in Duckburg, and you play as a hurricane. So I guess it would be like. Um, I don't know if this is a mini game because there's so many things that happen here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, mini game fest. But if I don't know if you have to be a hurricane or if your life is just chaotic. Maybe it's just. Chaotic. I think it's got to be. I mean. All right, I'm jumping ahead here, but you have to solve a mystery and rewrite history. Or rewrite history. No, it's history. a choice. It's a choice. Oh, that's right. Solve a mystery or rewrite history. Okay, but you have, you have to have the, the ability to do both of those things, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, there, I mean, the only genre that I can come up with that makes sense for that, unless it's just cutscenes, would be, you know, something like an adventure game or, or uh, you know, maybe something more snatchery, even. Well, you have to race. I mean, you race cars, lasers, and aeroplanes. So that could either mean you're running faster than them or you're actually piloting them. Oh, I, I took it as race cars, as in they're race cars, not you're racing cars. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I'm I thought tra- it was three types of transportation: it, race it cars, might... lasers. Yes, that uh, famous type of transportation. Oh, I could yeah. ride one. Not not once. Uh, once Elon Musk uh, tweets about it, that's right. Then right. then it's going to become a form of hyperloop. <laughs> or whatever hyperloop where you can get a, a slower train that transports fewer people and costs more money um i'm just gonna call it right now that uh it's a duck blur it's just an expression 
a duck yeah. blur is not a thing. So it, we don't it have could to worry also be that. like if you're moving real fast, it's a duck blur. Um, okay, so you're a duck. Just like a, a, a might as well be. We're in Duckburg. Okay. So I think it's it could be like a little bit of an open worldy thing. That's that's what might solve a mystery or rewrite history is like you you it's like Fallout Three or whatever. You can go okay. around and you can choose to do these different things. So basically, something bad has happened. And you can either figure out who did it and get revenge, or Undo you can step it. into the professor's time machine, mm-hmm. go back in time, and just uh, and make sure it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, the for the true ending, you got to do both mm-hmm. because uh, you need to figure out what happened and then go back in time and fix it. And, and maybe going back in time stuff. is how you figure out how to fix it. Right. Mm. Okay, I like that. Kind of just sounds like Chrono Trigger is basically what we're going to end up with. With cars. Chrono Trigger starring Uncle Scrooge. Well, does it yeah. have to star the cast, or is it more of an RPG where you create your own duck? No, the cast is not mentioned in the theme song, so you don't sure, need to play as the cast. So that means think... your Gizmo duck. <laughs> well, oh, Gizmo duck. Rules, I don't. I don't dude. think you should play as any of the characters. Those are the ones you interact with. So no, it's right. It's um, so it's sort of like a Shadow of Mordor kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a character creator. You can make your own duck Sona. Yeah. Oh, so that has the best hair because it's little tiny feathers. Well, right. they're, they're Akira Toriyama ducks also. Oh, sure. man. I have another note for this, which is yeah. that there, there are two kinds of things that aren't in this game, which are ponytails and captain tails. Mm. Right. Just the only duck Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's none of those. None of those are in there. It's illegal. Yeah. What are captain tails? Yeah. What is a captain Crook, tail? There's crooks behind you. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, and then dangers out to find you. Stranger out to find stranger, you. Stranger's out to find That's you. That's the stealth okay. portion. That's the Big Daddy from uh, yeah. Bioshock. It's the mm. stranger who's out to find you. Oh uh, yeah. Remember when Big Daddy was was pitched to the to the public at large as a your like solitary adversary who's chasing you throughout the entire game, and then it turns out he's just a sort of type of enemy. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of a a, a tank guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just a big dude that shows up every once in a while, and then you can you shoot him re- a lot more. Yeah, and you just keep shooting him, and then he dies. Nah, you hit him with a wrench a lot. I actually sort of remember the disappointment of them pitching that as as like this. It, it was this big thing, and then when you get to the game, it's like collect all the big daddy drills. Like like he, he had collectibles <laughs> that you could get from defeating him a bunch of times, and it's like ah, oh, skulls okay. of the okay. jugger, as it were. Oh, so none none of that in life in Duckburg. That's no. not in, in our game. No, there is a stranger right behind you, though. Yeah, yeah. and that's Darkwing Duck. <laughs> oh really he's the terror that flaps in the night man darkwing duck's got to be in this game i know he's but not he, in the ducktales theme song per se well also he doesn't live he doesn't operate in duckburg but yeah he's uh, in saint canard but i think they're pretty close to each other they've sure. got to be yeah, yeah gizmo uh, duck's able to commute yeah wait if, launchpad didn't move far if he's in yeah. saint canard does this all take place in canada Oh, so they're Canadian ducks. Okay, I think they're Canadian ducks. Everyone's got a Canadian. There's a couple duck. French cities and French named cities in America, aren't there? Baton Rouge. N- nothing I like. I think Saint Duckburg Canard, is though. canonically in the state of Calisoda. Oh, Calisoda. oh, that sounds like a place that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a place that knows how to party. Is it California, <laughs> Minnesota? Is that what it is? It sounds like it. You know, Minnesota. They're big on the waterfowl. I'll give them that. They mm-hmm. love the loon over there. You ever hear a loon? Yeah, they sound fun. Yeah, they 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 totally rule. They do border Canada. So, yeah. are we going action RPG or turn based? No, I think this is, is a snatcher game. No, I I, th- I think we're I we're think like so. Zelda Zelda Breath of the Wild because we've got all yeah. these 
things you can you can do and stealth sections and things you can ride. So yeah, I think it's a it's an action RPG, Breath of the Wild like semi open world, but constrained by our specific designs. I mean, what if there what if there's co op and ones in the past and ones in the present, and you can communicate Ooh. with each other and change the world? Now now we got some that game company. Love that game company. Wait, are we talking about the same one? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yeah. Oh God! Kill me now. Uh, we'll be right back after a quick break. Jeffy, I'm I'm a little suspicious of this um, Ducktales lyric thing. Yeah, thing. this might not be official. Yeah, because I don't know what a captain tail is, but also yeah, it might be a cotton tail. I think it's cotton tail. Yeah, it's, it's, cotton a, it's tail. a rabbit. Yeah, it's gotta totally be cotton, cotton tail. tail. Dang it! I, and I fell for it. God darn it! Yeah. But what really tips me off is that daring do is D E R R I N G. Right, and not D A R I N G. No, I I just picked the first Google result in the panic. Dad gummit. We now return to insert credit. This week's Patreon question comes from Slick Rick. You'd like to submit your own Patreon question, just go on over to patreon.com slash insert credit. And if you subscribe at any level, you get access to episodes one day early. Uh, you get bonus episodes we roll out every month. And you get to ask questions like these. Slick Ooh. Rick asks, what is the most successful video game scam? Wait, so is this is this the real Slick Rick who... Uh... Yeah. He wants who, us to who, knock it out the box. Who was mm. with uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew? That's uh, the very same. All right. Um, when I people was... wore pajamas and lived life slow. Sorry, I was paying too much attention to the fact that Slick Rick was sending us a mm-hmm. question. Can the most successful the... video game scam. <laughs> yes. Scam. Uh, oh, I think success has to mean financial, right? Or at least it tricked people, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that how we're okay? Uh, so the, the uh, so electronic the, the, gaming monthly's classic 1992 uh, April Fool's Day joke mm-hmm. saying that there's a character named Shang Long in Street Fighter. Oh yeah, I think that's it more was, of a hoax a than a scam. That's, that's, well, that's I'm joking. Well, it was also a success in that it became reality. Yeah, it did become. Uh, that is true. That is true. Does, uh, so with the Gizmondo, that was a big scam, and they succeeded in raising capital. They raised a lot of capital, and for a while, that guy, the guy who started all that, was very rich and crashed his Lamborghini and yeah. blamed it on a guy named Dietrich, who Dietrich, didn't exist. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's that was, a good, weird my friend, one. My friend Dietrich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was driving, and then he ran away. God Man. darn, Dietrich. Oh, so the, I can't believe he did that. If people See, don't how know convincing this is that? story, the Gizmondo was... Um, was like it was a real console and it did come out but they raised all this money to do all this wild stuff like have a uh the most expensive storefront on high street in in london and like they were throwing these lavish parties and the ceo was just spending tons of money on his own stuff like a ferrari and uh very little money was being given to developers he also bought a game developer fat hammer fat something like that and God, uh, fat hammer is a good name shut them down um because the gizmondo failed but anyway he was caught or i think police were chasing him driving a lamborghini and he was he was going too fast and then he crashed it and then he ran away and then he said that he wasn't driving it was his friend dietrich who was actually driving and ran away but he didn't know where he was (laughs) (laughs) um 
Yeah. And, and I, made, I made a little comic about that based on a family circus. There, there was, remember they, they had like that Jeffy not did it. Me. Or the, yeah. yeah, oh, that, yeah. And I, I put a little Dietrich oh, did God, it Jeffy. bubble bubble. And I had that in my, um, had that in my cubicle at game developer magazine. We used to joke wow. about making Gizmondo homebrew called driving with Dietrich. That's right. Yeah. Was oh, Dietrich the Jerry of Gizmondo? Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, having the opportunity to make a game console and calling it the Gizmondo? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> what must it be like to not only have no imagination, though when given the opportunity to create an imagination, you create such a, a, a bad right. one? Right. It's a game console that Dr. Robotnik would name. Did I tell you all Dr. Robotnik. about the time that I... Uh... Uh, I got my Gizmondo. I was actually playing Colors on the Gizmondo, which is an unreleased video game that I had. Would, um, is it underrated in addition to being unreleased? Because then they call that a, a double. Yeah, not exactly. It's, <laughs> I think it's. I don't know if anyone rated. ever rated that game. Yeah, yeah it never got rated. <laughs> an unrated game. <laughs> I was playing Colors on my Gizmondo, and someone coming out of the train barreled into me and and knocked the Gizmondo into the train. Uh, which was not the train I was trying to get in onto. So interesting. Um, actually, it wasn't the whole. So part of the Gizmondo fell down th between the gap between the the train and the and the platform that they tell you to mind. It fell right, down that, there. That one. And then the battery cover fell into the train. So I had to run into the train, get the battery cover, and come back out because it wasn't my train. Wait for the train to leave, and then ask a station attendant to uh, get their little grabber to pick up the the Gizmondo. So I went up to the guy and I'm like, Hey, I I. Uh, I dropped my Gizmondo. Yeah, someone, someone <laughs> dropped, dropped my handheld game console down onto I'm the track. I'm pretty sure it was Dietrich. <laughs> and, Somebody uh, dropped my handheld game console. I'm pretty sure it was a Gizmondo. He, uh, he, I think that's what it's called. I'm not really too sure. He was like, uh, "What? which one is it? What, what console is it? And I was like, ah, it's kind of a weird uh, one. And he's like, oh, just tell me what the name I was like, it's a Gizmondo. And he's like, oh, I know that one. I think no, it's you called don't. The, I think it's he doesn't know that one. You don't oh know that. Oh, my God. That's the most successful video game scam of all time. If you work at a train station in America, you're pretty much a cop. So you pretty much tricked a police officer uh, into lying about a video game. Yeah. That's just, that's just very low of him to attempt that. Yeah. In front of a true game professional. What I will say for the Gizmondo uh, in favor of the Gizmondo is that it did not break during this experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and it had barely a scuff on it. Like it did. They had these two obnoxious little uh, lips on it so that you could at, at the bottom so that you could um, not lips, more like little legs. So you could stand it up so you could watch videos on there as though that was something that someone was going to be able to do. Yeah. Somebody who's not a psychopath. <laughs> they were they were really obnoxious they were right where your fingers wanted to be. So there would be these two little pointy things right where your fingers were supposed to go. And one Ugh. of those got slightly abraded and that's it. Not bad. Good job, Gizmondo. I mean, it's so, weird because it's like the product came out. The product itself is actually fine. Yeah. Decent. The software's whatever. It's just low budget, portable game stuff. Yeah. It's like if, if, if Metro 3D or uh, 505 Game Street were the only developer uh, yeah, or yeah. publisher allowed to put games out on the platform. Well, or just like, you know, the British garage guys from the 80s that they had doing sticky balls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the Pickfords. Gotta love the Pickfords. I do. Yeah, they're, they're good dudes. Uh, I guess that's our, our entire answer is the Gizmondo. Uh, so. <laughs> when does an otherwise good video game feel like it's taking itself too seriously? Ooh. A lot of the time. You know, somebody would go straight to 
for the jugular of uh, one Hideo Kojima here. Pronounced his name in a way that would not upset viewers of a mainstream YouTube channel. That's a reference to the Death Stranding video I made last year. Uh, people got mad that I was pronouncing his name correctly because they thought it was wrong. Turns out correctly is wrong to most people in this uh, this truth, this false world that we live in. A lot of people go straight for Kojima and say that his stuff is takes itself too seriously. I say not so, my friend. No, it doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, this is an opinion that everybody has, though. It's an opinion that a lot of people have. It's like, wait, man, is this humor somehow subtle to these people? Yes, apparently. Wow. <laughs> I've learned a lot in the past couple of years working for a place with an audience uh, that uh, I'm going to say what it is working for an audience that enjoys the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Owned. Uh, like, un, just like, like unapologetically without an angle. They don't have an angle. They, they watch those movies with no angle. Like, no, I mean, I, I have an angle. I think it's a good one. I think it's an honest angle. They watch them with no angle, my friend. No angle. And that's, I don't know. Straight as an arrow. Horrendous. Yeah, I don't know if I can chill. I don't know if I can chill with that. I mean, uh, so what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, Kojima the, the, games. They, I don't, th- I don't think People say Kojima, they take them seriously. Yeah. I don't think they do. So that's, no, uh, of course that's, they my, don't. that's I mean, my, my icebreaker, I would say, to this question. You distract guards by throwing out nudie magazines. It's not a serious game. It's not. No, no. Uh, like, and then there's there's all those uh, pontificating soliloquies that occur. To be sure, they do occur. Uh, however, how serious are they? I feel like Halo has started to take itself increasingly seriously with with each, with each episode. And, yeah. you know, but by, by the second one where you got like a underwater octopus going <laughs> like telling you the lore of the world and you're supposed to understand what oh, that, that guy is. rules, though. The grave mind. But I think taking that seriously is a little, um, that's a little tough to do. Mm-hmm. You clearly haven't read the books because you'd be <laughs> eating those words for dinner. Yeah. Tell that to Eric Nyland. Maybe I will. Eric, yeah. I'm coming on the show. You. Well, yeah. Eric listens to the show. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Halo. <laughs> Halo. Other right. games that take themselves, games that take themselves seriously. seriously. Yes. Every Dragon Age game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're pretty goofy, but, I think over time they sort of realized it a little more. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to go straight for the Sonic the Hedgehog whenever those games try to be serious. Oh, God. In oh like some Sonic way. Forces. Sonic Forces. Yeah. Oh, Sonic is dead. Uh, in fact, it, there has been a, a request within the household. Not talk about Sonic? No, to return to that to that video game, which I was hating to play. And so I, I left it alone, uh, provided there were more terrible cutscenes like that. Um, so, so that wow. we could have a fun time laughing at this. There's probably a YouTube for that. Where it's like Sonic's dead. And then uh and then five minutes later, actually he's not dead. He's just in prison. He's being tortured. <laughs> we have to go get him. It's too bad Sonic is being waterboarded. <laughs> totally Do you think the whole time Sonic is being waterboarded, it goes yeah, yeah, it plays, <laughs> it definitely. <laughs> and he's going every couple of seconds. When they take it off, he goes whoop whoop. Yeah, the the blubbing sound is essential to uh to a video game that takes itself too seriously is what we mm-hmm. we concluded. Yeah. A blubbing sound. Um, I think an answer that probably a lot of people would go for, and also a lot of people would go for it mean spiritedly, like uh, just without any actual familiarity with the series. They would go straight for this answer. They would be kind of talking out of school, speaking out of their hat, or as my dad would say, like a man with a paper butthole, uh, which I don't understand where that phrase came from. He said it, wow. his, it was his grandfather's phrase. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so Kingdom Hearts, man. 
Uh, oh, and I, having recently-ish played all of those games again, man, they really do take themselves <laughs> too seriously. And There's it's like, no reason for it. They really don't have to. People are no. going to write the fan fiction no matter what. Yeah, I tried no. to play that third game because I had to for, oh, for a, a thing that I was judging. Oh, baby. And yeah. after the third intro, <laughs> uh, I still had no idea what was going on. And then I was as I was playing the game, it was just like they expected me to have just finished playing whatever Kingdom Hearts game came before yeah, that, whatever. Absolute wildness. They just pick up 15 years later and expect yeah. to like, for, I mean, it was it was hard even for the series fans. I hadn't, I mean, okay, so I'm not like the biggest fan of those games. So I played them all, right? And uh, man, I, I have a really good ability to uh, keep a, a, a hold on like trash. Remember things. I don't even want to phrase it so loftily as a good ability to remember things, to, to, to hold on to trash, to hoard information. And even I, uh, man, I was just like, ah, I don't really exactly remember where everybody was supposed to be. Uh, at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 or whatever the the most canonically recent occurrence was and uh it's it's not just that it's just from a, a like a surface level and i remember there being sort of an awakening among the fans people were in the comments on my review that i wrote for kotako.com they were in the comments and they were like oh, when did the dialogue get so bad I tried to play this game. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of my favorite games ever. I can't believe the dialogue is so bad in this game. It's like, oh man, were you like four yeah. when the, when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out? Because you probably were, John. Uh, Kingdom yeah, Hearts 2 begins with a bunch of actual children eating ice cream going, it's too bad we won't be children forever. <laughs> and it's like, no, no children have ever had that conversation. That's what makes them children. Here's our next question. What are the best shops in video games? Ooh, Rogue Galaxy had some good shops. Anybody ever play Rogue Galaxy? Brandon, have you mm-hmm. played Rogue Galaxy? I played a little bit. It's a good but game. I don't remember the shop. It's a game um, I had a bunch of reservations about when it came out, uh, even though I, I'd been looking forward to it all year. And nowadays, I just tell people I always loved it. I'm a bit of nice. a poser about Rogue Galaxy. That's okay. A bit of a I was roser. just playing a game called Merchant, I think, and uh, it's an okay shop. It's all about making... Wait, it's called Merchant, and the shop is merely okay. Well, it's a free-to-play game, and there's a lot of managing of your items, and it, it winds up turning into a job. And so it starts really feeling like I got a clock in, so I kind of stopped playing that one. Sounds like they hecked up. Yeah, I think they hecked it. Um, I, I can't think of a lot of shops that I really like. I... I had a crush on the shopkeeper from Forgotten Worlds. Mm. Oh, that game! Um, oh, that shopkeeper's hot, and yeah. it's got good good music. I like that I'll, music. I'll give her the Zenny any day. Hey, <laughs> um, gotta love Zenny. I do have to love Zenny. I like the shops in uh, Mega Man Legends because they just kind of feel like big old weird. Like they feel like mall kiosks. Like oh, where yeah, they're, where they're like, selling like a drone or a remote control car. Can't you like a? Uh, throw stuff into their trash cans and things in there and do weird weird stuff yeah what's the best video game trash can off the top of your head uh the one at the beginning of half-life 2 oh good trash can excellent that settles that matter there you go (laughs) back to the question i like the i like the shops in uh final fantasy 12 as well i guess i just like a shop in a open worldy and uh right analog sticky rpg rogue galaxy's shops were so good because each one of them was the game took place on multiple planets and each planet had its own was like inspired by its own sub genre of sci-fi right 
And uh, so it was the most, this is how I'd sell it to Brandon Sheffield. It was like the most Conan the Barbarian short story video game, like JRPG that I'd ever played. Because everything kind of, everything kind of feels like, I mean, it's about space, obviously, but it's about like kind of a happy sort of long gone 1980s anime space. Mm, Idealistic space. Yeah, it's like super 1980s anime Star Trek Star Wars. It's got Star Wars and Star Trek going on at the same time. Don't know how they pulled it off. However, it has the level five engine that they used for Dragon Quest Eight, which mm. right toward the end of development, they had uh, figured out how to make everything load seamlessly. They nice. figured out the seamlessness. So it has these shops that you seamlessly enter. And then every one of them is just uh, has really good interior design. And whoever did the shops there must have also done the interior shop, uh, shop interiors of Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, wait, are we talking about what the shop looks like or the menus? I'm just talking about about what it looks like. That's what I'm that's how I interpreted it. Because I was thinking about like that. It it was hard for me to because the first thing that came to mind is Dragon Age. The the shop menu is infuriating because like 40 hours in, I, I would still get lost in there and not be able to figure out what I was looking for. Hate when I can't find stuff. No, I'm talking about aesthetics. Aesthetics. Heck, I was coming at this from the whole incorrect direction. Um, That's too bad. Yeah. I like walking around a good mall. Uh, Mm -hmm. The one at Earthbound comes to mind for me. Yeah. Earthbound's got that good music. Yeah. I like the hot tune. I like Mm -hmm. the arcade in Yakuza 3. Oh. The the (laughs) No, I saw Frank walking around a mall once. Uh, There were a bunch of zombies there. It was (laughs) pretty nuts. Dad Rising. Yeah, oh my god, Dead Rising. One of these days Frank has to play Dead Rising. Yes. I mean, no, I mean I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> don't want to turn rules. on an Xbox 360. That sounds awful. Oh, I love turning on Xbox 360. So I've been doing it so much lately. It rules. All right. It's actually really fun. You ever play really that fun. that Outrun on there, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a quality game. I like video games sometimes. I've uh, got other... a shop where you can buy uh Ferraris. Ferraris. Just like Dietrich. Yeah. Other shops I have liked in the past. I don't know. I was going to try to mention a bunch more shops that I like. There's, I, I like shops in games. I just like when there's a good shop. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big shop boy. The ones yeah. in Final Fantasy 15 had a bunch of unnecessary art, which I appreciated. Like mm-hmm. every one of them had unique props that were on shelves that you couldn't buy or anything. But they, yeah, they very strange. Well, Rogue yeah. Galaxy is that, but like a rocket blast of that. Okay, all right. That's why I think Rogue, I think it's Rogue Galaxy, kind of hands down for me because. Uh, I wish I, you should see these shops. Maybe I should let's Google a Rogue Galaxy shop. See if I can show you guys one. I need okay. to get you all. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Disneyland, right? Like the Star Wars area. <laughs> the, the Rogue Galaxy. They got uh, a good man. shop there. Get the R two D two squeeze bottles. Yeah. First thing that comes up for Rogue Galaxy shop is a picture of the you can the factory. There's a mini game where you can build a factory. Uh, I can't find a picture of a shop. Looks like we'll all just have to play. Yeah. I'm going to go Rogue Alexi and uh, go on to our next question. Excellent. A national pizza chain is putting arcade cabinets in their restaurants. And they've asked you to choose which games should be emulated on them. For licensing reasons, though, they all have to be abandonware from defunct game publishers. Mm. Which would you choose? Oh, excellent question. Abandonware. Um, Maybe. (laughs) That's like most games. So we're fine. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four-player thing that belongs in every pizza place. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. But we could do uh, Yo-Noid. Yeah. Gotta love Yo-Noid. You can't do, like, Street Fighter, but you can no. do Yo-Noid. 
We could do Smashing Drive, which has that amazing vocal song as the intro, which is just like some guy looks sounds like he's um, making up lyrics as he goes along. It's very good. Smashing Drive, you know that one from Galeco, the Spanish mm-hmm. arcade company? It's pretty good. I do. I mean, technically, you said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. There's other games. Yeah. Uh, technically, uh, technically. Yes. Is that not Abandonware at this point? It is, uh, I mean, you can buy it on, on an arcade one-up cabinet right now. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I'm just trying to say that Konami, uh, Konami yeah. seems to have abandoned their they've wear. abandoned the whole I mean, thing. we could put in the Simpsons or something. They they've left, the, they've left their wares. What about Metamorphic Force? Yeah, let's, let's do all the off-brand ones, right? <laughs> well, it's, yeah, yeah. Metamorphic Force is the uh, superior Konami brawler. In fact, it is, the first stage music is on my action button top tunes playlist that i listen to we, on the we can do all, all the all the konami brawlers no one talks about right so that one yeah. uh bucky o'hare cowboys of mumesa i believe was konami as well i can't believe uh, cowboys of mumesa was a thing much less a video game you know isn't that wild i once while i was at my friend's grandma's house in visalia california got up at 7 a.m so that i could watch an episode of cowboys of mumesa on a day when i usually wouldn't have access to television Sounds like the kind of show that like an old relative would see you watching and then tell your parents he's watching, <laughs> yeah. he's, he was watching something weird. It turned in there. out I didn't really like it that much, but <laughs> I just wanted to get up and see cartoons at a at an ungodly hour. Um, that Konami and G.I. Were Joe arcade game. That's good. There were different cartoons. Man, G.I. Joe the arcade game owns, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a cabal like mm-hmm. that's a that's a Konami one. I yeah. think I do as many of the four player action eat games as I could. People will just pump money into that put get nba jam on that cabinet mm-hmm. for sure oh that's no, not abandoned sorry sorry arcade one up again get nba nba jabandon uh you'd be okay the grid which is that Konami, oh um, yeah that midway um third person sports oh, weird esport yeah, yeah yeah that weird trashy esport they tried to make yeah i like that that's uh in almost every hotel in las vegas i believe to this it should day. be it's like uh go check it out and if you're in the lobby go check it out there's that california extreme arcade show well like there was hopefully there will be next year and that thing is just packed that entire show and it's, everyone loves it it's not a good game the grid yeah it's not good but it it's fun in that environment i think where you're it, just well, screaming it at also each other. like yeah. it feels like you're doing everything's so floppy and squishy but in ways that feel like physical somehow i don't know it's uh very it's grounded fun. yeah yeah it's fun to move around in even if it doesn't feel realistic or correct or anything. It's it it feels like a weird fantasy sport that doesn't make a lot of sense. But but you can you can sort of try to reason it out. You know, I think I just put in you know Raspberry Pi with with all the stuff. I don't know Michael Jackson's He's, Moonwalker. Sure. Raspberry Pi. You're making me think about how I got to do my my Thanksgiving uh, uh, shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is a Raspberry Pi a thing? Like a real like the like uh, is it a type of pie? I don't see why it wouldn't be. Or is it just a computer thing? I think the difficulty with Raspberry Pi is the raspberries, you'd have to put like a stiffening agent in there because raspberries fall apart, unlike blackberries, which hold a little bit. of. I am seeing a lot of recipes for Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah, enough sugar in there. You're good. I'd eat it. There's a Sara Lee Raspberry Pi settled. Well, Uh, nobody doesn't like Sara Lee, so. Right. I don't. Sara Lee You don't don't like I see. You're I stopped to... liking Sara Lee after it got so mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll once admit. I learned that nobody doesn't like Sara Lee, I felt like 
I had I was, to dislike uh, it just to disprove it. I was like, oh, it. an opportunity for iconoclasm, I see. <laughs> oh, Tim, we got to get the Out Foxies in there. Oh, the Out Foxies. Is that abandoned? Uh, that's yeah, abandoned. Yeah, yeah, that, that, there, is an, there is a dedicated Out Foxies in every... Um, I don't know why you couldn't just <laughs> call it Pizza Hut. We know it's Pizza Hut. So. Yeah, it's right. Pizza in Hut. every Pizza Hut, there's an Out Foxies. Yeah. Two cars in every garage and an Out Foxies in every Pizza Hut. By the way, Pizza Hut, we're looking for sponsors. Uh, nobody doesn't like Out Foxies, is what I'm trying to say. So they're, mm, right. Yeah, I think Out Foxies might be maybe the best arcade game that hasn't come back at all. That Four is, players. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, now, it's... I did say when I introduced this question that they have to be from defunct publishers, and I don't think Namco is defunct. Uh, well, they're not very funky anymore. You want to talk about the most, uh, the most successful scam in video game history? Yeah. Scamco. Yeah. Mm. The mm. Namco Namco Museum. Where's Out Foxies? Trying to have a museum exhibit without Out Foxies? You freak! Man, we we tried, man. We I did. think we could uh, we could argue that most of these publishers have lost their funk anyway. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we I don't think we named any abandoned publishers at all. So no, I don't think we, we did. Failed. I think we failed Gale that Co. question. Gale Co. Oh, you did, Galeco. There, there we go. go. We need to bring it back. We need to bring the question. We'll back. bring it back. I will mark this one for the. Uh, bring back episode which we'll get to once i have a bunch of those i was expecting brandon to pull out some like renovation games on the sega or something oh, the, the problem is they, they weren't arcade games doesn't have to why do they have to why do they have to be we're just putting an emulator in a cabinet oh crap yeah well i didn't think about <laughs> it that way shoot what is the apocalypse now of video games uh the apocalypse shoot. monster <laughs> yeah yeah um uh probably it's probably gonna have to go with uh metal gear solid 3 for me because it makes references to it does it That's... have a director's cut? I think whatever game this yeah, is. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it actually does. Middle Gear Solid 3 subsistence. And you go into Vietnam and you've got to find your former mentor boss. Uh, mm -hmm. You got to go there. Uh, it's got a part in a river. I mean, mm. you know who obviously wants to be uh, Apocalypse Now is is Spec Ops the line. Right. Speed mm. Cops. Speed As cops I believe we used to call best. it. Yeah. They Linnae. God, speed cops. Oh, speed cops. I haven't thought about that since it came out. There's like, you get stuck in a loop at the end of the game. Is that it? I thought mm -hmm. about speed cops recently. I just spoiled because... it. I'm sorry if you haven't played speed cops, the line, everybody. I just because, spoiled uh, it. We were talking about good shotguns, and I remembered when I played speed cops before it came out, and they had not included splash damage for yourself for the um, grenade launcher. I was mm -hmm. using the grenade launcher like a shotgun. And just exploding enemies all over the place, and I was like, "This rules!" And uh, <laughs> and the creative. Well, there's a game was, that was made better by a glitch. It, well, no, it wasn't because I ruined it because he was like, "Well, no one's ever done that before." Changing that, and I was like, "Please don't!" It's great. Oh, no, like, no. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. kid, you ruined the game. Yeah. Sounds like they were only playtesting with people who were like hardcore, yeah, shooting game fans who played the game in like the most boring way possible. Right. This just made me re realize that. There's a new Call of Duty out right now. Mm. The one that's got uh, that's got Ron Boy in it. Uh, Isn't is Ron Boy the, in there? Is that the Cold War one? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's actually a scene in it where you can take like a big Hershey syrup style drippy diarrhea dump on uh, his grave. Yeah, I'm opening up Wikipedia right now, and uh, <laughs> it says Hershey's and everything. It's right there's there. the whole yeah. section for it's yeah. uh, press press H to Hershey, and you. Uh, you just drizzle. You drizzle on his grave. It's really gross and graphic. 
and that's it's the one like, where they make out that uh, fascist guy to be like a hero of the Cold War because he mm-hmm. was uh, anti-communism, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot wrong with that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, that it sounds like Call of that. Duty. I have a yeah. tradition, which is I play the campaign of every Call of Duty game when it's released. So I got to do it. Uh, you got a good enough computer for that? You all right? <laughs> I think I think we're doing okay over here. As, yeah. as my coworker Lottie May pointed out, you can now be a non-binary war criminal. So that's a uh, yeah progress. Yeah, progress Which sounds good to me. Just yeah. as long as I get to light up Jerry. That's a World War II reference, not usual. Uh, <laughs> not, not the usual Jerry. Different yeah, Jerry. That's a different. That's a that's actually a canonical Jerry. So that's yeah. a that's a. It's a legitimate Jerry. Call of Duty 2, they were talking about Jerry all the time. Jerry's on the roof! Just as long as I get to light him up. Ah, oh, Jerry. Call of Duty. What were all we right. talking about? We were talking about the apocalypse now of video games. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, X-Men it's Legends Metal- 2 Apocalypse Rising, I think. It's clearly Metal Gear Solid 3! I mean, it might uh, be. That's my new character. Uh, who's the, He's a hardcore gamer. I guess if you're talking about a game that tries to actually make you think about things a little bit it might be the other kojima one which is the death stranding might be a little more of an apocalypse now maybe yeah, yeah. I would okay say. so let's try this let's try this let's read the the bottom paragraph of the top of the wikipedia page the wikipedia page before you get to the table of contents right okay. on the wikipedia page you know there's always a multi-paragraph i'm going to read this out loud here, here it comes. So this is these are the criteria. Uh, this actually, okay. wow, this is a good paragraph. Uh, Apocalypse Now is today considered to be one of the greatest films ever made. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards at the 52nd Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actor for Robert Duvall, and went on to win for Best Cinematography and Best Sound. It ranked number 14 in Sight and Sound's Greatest Films poll in 2012 and number six in the Director's Poll of Greatest Films of All Time. Roger Ebert also included it in his top 10 list of greatest films ever in 2012. So, And it's also selected by the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. What video game, this is the, the technicality answer, what video game meets those criteria? Yeah, that's what tough, do you think? a lot of awards. It's considered one of the greatest ever. Yeah, it was nominated for eight awards. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. So it was nominated for best direct, best picture, best director, best supporting actor, but only one for cinematography and sound. Okay, okay. Still sounds like Metal Gear Solid Three. I don't think Metal Gear Solid Three is that high on lists now. So I I will say that when Metal Gear Solid Three was in development, I uh, pitched to many uh, print. Print, you, did you know this? They used to print stuff on paper. I pitched to many print magazines the concept of my interviewing this guy named Hideo Kojima, Kojima, as I had to pronounce it to Kojima, uh, Hideo Kojima, and uh, they all were like, oh, "Who's that?" So for three, for three, yeah, we all knew who he was by three. Mainstream magazines did not know who he was. I was a mainstream magazine. I was a mainstream <laughs> magazine. <laughs> I know. I get it. Oh, yeah. as in not not video game, not video game. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ah, sorry, sorry. Got it. Did you all hear about the time when I was I was at Sega HQ in San Francisco, and they were oh, showing you mean Zynga? Yeah, Zynga. Um, oh my God, Zynga! They were showing a new Fantasy Star. It was Fantasy Star Online Universe or whatever. And, Gotta uh, love it. And I was asking the producer who they had on hand. Did Ryoko Kodama have any um, hand in looking at this or talking about this or anything like that? And he was like, who's that? Oh, uh, great. And that 
Shoot. That was like, oh, well, she she kind of had a lot to do with this series, and he's like, oh, I'll have to look into it. I'm like, yeah, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I could believe that people would not know who Hideo Kojima yeah. if if a guy working at Sega on Fantasy Star didn't know who Rieko Kodama was. Maybe he didn't pronounce it the way he needed. Yeah. So is that the equivalent of winning just the award for cinematography and sound? Something like it. You I know, would say. I feel like that game company games have done a lot of that stuff where they'll be nominated for everything and then only win for sound or only win for some other thing. But I don't want to hold it up against Apocalypse Now. <laughs> the old that game company conundrum of ah, oh, we got it. the game where you got to give them an award for something, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we don't we don't look like we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's right. If we don't give them. So I think it's time to go on to our lightning round, don't you? Certainly. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, inspired by last week's fan fiction discussion, I've looked uh, up a number of video game franchises on AO3, the premier fan fiction posting destination on the internet for discerning writers and readers. Uh-huh. I'm going to name a game or a series, and you have to guess how many stories have been written for each of them. Oh, Price We're is doing Right. Price is Right rules. Yeah. Well, you're trying to get closest without going over. Do, do we have any. any sense of like you know what the biggest one is for example i just don't know how to scale the numbers oh ash told us last like, week. price is right i know what stuff costs yeah we did this uh yeah we did this last week i'll give you two she told us last week give us i a, forget uh yeah. well final fantasy is the highest i did a segment yeah. on this in my final fantasy 7 uh uh remake review about the number of fan fictions made for which and which parents it was like characters. twenty thousand, right was that right yeah the final fantasy series has sixty two thousand one hundred eighty six. oh crike arena and the okay. Sonic the Hedgehog series has only 5,900. What? Whoa. Yeah. Because Sonic is fan art. As I right. Tried to That's tell what you we determined last, oh, okay. last episode. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Sonic is fan art, not, not fan fiction. Not fan fiction. Okay. Sonic so with players the... can't read. <laughs> they need <laughs> so to play Pokemon lines. first to learn All how right. to read. Frank, you're giving us the first guess on this first one. Uh, how many Warcraft fan fictions are there on AO3? Is, so Warcraft is all games in the franchise, right? Yes. World of, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go uh, uh, 4,000, Alex. Tim? Uh, uh, I'm going to say around 6.2 thousand. Brandon? I'm going 10. 10,000. 10, uh, 10, Tim's our winner. There's 7,600. Shoot. Okay. All right. Okay. This is this is a hot game. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, this is actually this is a very good game. Okay. You're let's, first let's on go. this one. How many Jack and Daxter fan fictions are there? Oh. Uh, okay. So you gave us uh, you gave us Final Fantasy and Sonic. How many Sonics were there? Five thousand nine hundred. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to go. So the reason I went with the higher number for Warcraft is because World of Warcraft has all those characters and lore, as Frank so helpfully reminded me early in the show. So um, about with the MMO question, uh, uh, or it wasn't a question; it was it was a pre-show talk. I'm stalling. I'm saying <laughs> less than Sonic, definitely. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with 3,400, my friend. Oh, okay. That is my uh, my that is my actual guess. So Brandon, I guess you're on team me. Those me, uh, <laughs> I'm going down to. 1300. All right, I'm going to go 3401, Alex. Uh, you're oh. all over. It's only 414. Okay. Oh, so I don't get anything for that, right? Nobody gets anything for that. Okay. Shoot, I, I, I definitely should not have. Uh, I should have known that if Sonic had 5,000. Yeah, yeah. Come There's on. no way Jack and Dax would get close. My, my initial guess yeah. was going to be 600, which is mm-hmm. already too, too, uh, too mm-hmm. high. So. Just because right. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have let the fact that I love those games. Uh, 
clouded you. Brandon, I'm a loser. Yeah, I'm a loser. Your game is Team Fortress Two. Team Fortress oh! Two. You got the scout. You got the uh, the bomb guy. You got all the hats. Mm-hmm. God, there's probably a story for a hat. You know, I'm gonna go back to. Uh, I'm gonna go back. No, this is too many. Um, eight fifty. Okay. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Eight hundred fifty. Uh, you freak. There's um, no eight fifty. I'm going twelve hundred. I think that one's got the 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 right age range. It's the sweet Tim? spot. Ah, Team Fortress Two. There's a, there might be a lot of teenagers think it's Teen Fortress, and they get excited <laughs> yeah, that about to it. Them, yes, they might think it's Fortnite. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time is ripe for Valve to to dupe countless teens by pretending Team Fortress is Fortnite. Yeah. Teen Fortnite 2 is what they'd call it. Teen Fortnite 2. Teen Fortnite 2. Ah. Ah. I don't think there's that many. Clock's so Brandon said 1,200. No, I said 1,200. I said 850. Somebody said 850. Somebody said 1,200. I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, tw- uh, I'm going to say 1,201. <laughs> That's valid. And you get the point. There uh, are 5,053 Teen Fortress what? 2 fan fictions. Yeah. Wait, it's a popular what? series. What kind of freak would like Team yeah. Fortress more than Jack and Daxter? <laughs> it's uh, the original Frank, naughty dog. Yeah, Daxter, he's a dog. Yeah. Frank, you're next on this one. Uh, yeah. You've got the Legend of Zelda franchise. Oh, oh my crikey. God. The oh, Legend Zelda. of Zelda. I'm going to go. Good God. Um, 50,000 even. Okay. Oh, well, uh, I know that's wrong because that's more than. Uh, <laughs> That's more than Final <laughs> Fantasy, which we were told. No, it's not. Yeah. Final Fantasy was 62,000. All right. Oh, kick me in Tim, the you're next. Okay, uh, Tim, you're next. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the, uh, uh, well, I, I I feel like a jerk. I feel like the price is right. It's horribly designed because of the $1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, about to do $1 myself. Yeah, so I don't I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to trash can this question. I just think 50,000 is too many. I'm going to say, I'm going to just play it Razor's Edge style. I'm going to say 44,000. Okay. I'm going to try to do a, I'm going to play it as though there were like strict rules about not just bidding $1 more or less. Yeah, I, w- I won't do that. Well, okay, not less. Yeah, you let, wouldn't do $1 yeah. less. That would, that would be. That would one be less would give you nothing. Yeah. I mean, the real jerk move is to be, is for me to say $1 right now. And then I, yeah. get, I get everything from one through 40,000. Right. So I think it's a valid strategy though. I don't think it's a legitimate strategy. Right, I'm going to play it that way. We'll, we'll use so. it once and I'm going to say one. Uh, Brandon, you win it. Uh, the correct answer was fourteen thousand seven hundred eighty-eight. Shoot, I'm wait. I said I said four thousand. No, you I said forty-four. You said forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> wait, did right. I? Did yeah. Four to four thousand. Okay, Tim. Tim, you're next on this one. Your game is Iconoclast. Iconoclast. Yeah. Oh, how nice. many Iconoclast fan fictions are there? Twelve. That's my the, guess. Twelve. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon. Um. I'm going to say, sorry, Joaquin, um, I'm going to say eight. Frank? We got 12 and eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, One dollar, Alex. Uh, there are 24 Iconoclast okay. fan fiction. Nice. Tim gets the point. Nice. Good job, Tim. I okay. win because I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. And Brandon? I actually read all of them. Yeah. <laughs> your, your next game is Ukulele. The oh, spiritual <laughs> sequel to Banjo Kazooie. Oh, Wait, okay. Right, keep in mind, one. whatever whatever number you come up with, Brandon, be sure to add one to it. Yeah, because that's <laughs> basically what ukulele itself is. It's a fan right. fiction of itself. A get owned, yeah. you uh, you tossers, I believe, is the word they would use. <laughs> yeah, in it, um, in it, in it. Uh, get back in the lorry and drive home. <laughs> 
Next time I see you, you better be delivering me frozen foods. Come round to mine for a pint of bitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, ukulele that's, sucks. That's my answer. Um, okay, ukulele, I'm going to say... Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think even though it has all that, it, it, the furries, they're out there. Oh, but they're doing art, right. They're I think, doing you're, art. Overest- they're I think art. you're, yeah. uh, you're overestimating the resolve of such. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, 25. I okay. think it has more than Iconoclast. Frank? 60. Tim? <laughs> uh, uh, so people out there have a, okay, so what do we got? 12? 60? We got 25 and 25 60. 25 and 60. Crikey. Uh, so Iconoclast has 8, uh, 24, 12, uh, 24, 24, uh, sorry, the ambulance is coming to get me, uh, if, if you can hear that. I can. Ah, ukulele. I'm going to say 40, just around uh, 40, because I feel you're like. You're all over, there are only 8 ukulele eight. fan fiction. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Eight plus one because uh, Frank, ukulele is. Yeah, exactly. Up. Frank, you're uh, next. Nine. Yeah, there's nine of them. How many Kingdom Hearts fan fictions are there? Oh, oh good God. Five million? Does um, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> itself count is my joke. Uh, yes. Just warming that one back up. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go close to Zelda here with about 12,000. Sensible. So wait, uh, are you remembering to count all of the official installments in this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 12,008. Right. Sure. <laughs> no, no, that would it over three hundred fifty-two. It would actually be twelve thousand three hundred and four. I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim, twelve thousand. Frank said. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm gonna put my ten-gallon hat on. Uh, I'm going, uh, you know, high roller style. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just double that. I'm gonna say tw- twenty-four thousand. Okay. Fair. Randy, put me on, the, put me on the cash. 000. Um, twenty-four thousand three hundred eighty-four. Uh, Frank wins that one. It's 18,246. Well, that's just a big, big old pot full of crikey. Yeah, I would have expected more. Okay, Tim, you're next on this one. Uh, Your game is Overwatch. Overwatch! Shoot. One thing I know about Overwatch is that people like it too much, right? Yeah, they like Mm -hmm. those characters, the the sexy lady ones, the tough lady ones, Mm -hmm. uh, the sexy dude one that has a hat. Hot lady, tough lady, hot, tough lady, robot lady. Yeah. Shaman lady, dragon lady. Like, what else is there? Kind of lady, get, I don't know, different kinds take of lady. Your, take your pick, my friend, I believe, is the uh, the ethos at work there. So I'm going to say Overwatch is probably, again, not as, uh, not as legendary as Zelda, for example. However, there's plenty to go around in these past few years. However... Blizzard does kind of market Overwatch kind of fan fictioning itself, mm-hmm. right? They kind of they release those shorts and whatnot. So I feel like maybe that discourages fanfic writers. So I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess with the uh, how many do Kingdom Hearts have? Eighteen thousand. Double it. No, I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, fourteen thousand two hundred and sixteen. Okay, Brandon. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. 2300. It hasn't been around long enough, I feel, mm. to have quite that many. Hmm. I don't, uh, don't, uh, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Frank? So, uh, I'm going less than Team Fortress 2, which was 5053. I was going to go about 2500. Brandon's got me second guessing that. Um, I'm going to go for the dollar. One dollar. Okay. One well, dollar, Frank. Tim wins, but you're all way off. There are 35,472 <laughs> Overwatch fan fiction. Uh, see, I thought there might be a very mystic- popular series. It could have been either way. Uh, well, I, I agree that it's very popular, but my 
hunch was that it, it was on the same lines as Team Fortress 2, but was newer. So I am wrong about it versus Team Fortress 2. I mean, there's apparently. a lot of sexy lady characters in that Yeah, people like to imagine game. those sexy characters getting down to sexy things. Talking to Obama yeah. or whatever. Doing yeah. sex at each other. All right. So I'm going to give you a hint for this next one that most Ooh. of the uh, stories in this category are crossovers with other franchises. Okay. Uh, ooh, but ooh, uh, your next game, starting with uh, Brandon on this one, King is Gosh. Untitled Goose Game. Oh, UG, uh, as they call it. Oh. Um, you down with UGG? Yeah. Yeah, you know me. So... Alright, Untitled Goose Game, and it's mostly crossovers. If it's mostly crossovers, that makes me feel like, if you can identify that easily, it can't be that many. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you can use the word mostly about something, or, or actually, I guess I've never looked at AO3. What does that stand for? Alexandria Archive Ocasio of Cortez. Our Own. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, that's uh, a little uh, bit weird. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, maybe they have a thing that cross-references it very easily with what other series. I'm mm-hmm. going to say there are 60. 60? Okay. Frank? Most yeah. of them. Hmm. Uh, 120. Oh, he went, he went, you high roller he styled it. it. Yeah. You put on your 10-gallon hat. Nice. That's the hat to wear sometimes. Uh, 60, 120. Uh, th- we're talking about that goose, and I just want to say off the top of my head, I don't support what that goose is doing. <laughs> right? That makes sense. No, we do am not I, endorse am, the goose. Am I alone here? I, yeah. I do you not terrorizing this neighborhood. I'm okay with that goose because it's a you know, it's a kind of a boozy looking village neighborhood. I feel like they could use a little unrest. Them, I got uh, my face beat in shattering glass sound effect by YouTube commenters because I said something like it's just they make you like take a kid's glasses and, and break them. Like I don't know. I, I grew up wearing glasses. That's just too mean for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not even kidding. The ga- it was just the game was a little too mean. For I don't me. think you break them. I think you hide them. I don't like that. That's not funny. And then and then you uh, I, tie the kid's shoes and make him fall over. I mean, it's yeah. funny because as a as a as a fat nearsighted kid who was who was bullied uh, relentlessly by a goose. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I find even a cartoon, uh, a jocular cartoon parody of my childhood experience to be uh, obnoxious. That's anyway, I got I got my face beat in shattering glass sound effect by YouTube commenters for daring to uh, to voice that opinion. You don't like the goose. You suck. So in other words, the goose is out there basically running for political office. The goose uh, is loose. The goose is loose. The juice is loose. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 214 fan fictions. Uh, Tim is the winner on that one. There are 312 untitled Goose Game stories. Oh, I see. I just didn't count uh, those the, the, the extra ones. So that's yeah. yeah. I just, All right. I, I, you yeah. forgot about the mostly crossovers part. Yeah. Uh, the crossovers. Is Hitman in any of those? All right, Frank. This is our last one. Uh, okay. Your game is Bejeweled. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'll give you a hint. Fiction. I'll give you a hint. I wrote four, so okay. you start with four. <laughs> you can start with four of them. Well, I'm Google image searching to see if there are any characters in Bejeweled. There's a oh, there's probably a, a son with a smiley face. I'm saying. Um, okay, I see no characters. There's a cat in Bejeweled um, Blitz. There's a doctor. Okay. Ooh, uh, Doctor Jules. I know that because I went to a, a an event. Or, wait, was it Blitz? Whatever it was, um, or Twisted, or something like that. I went to an event 
a press event that they had, and they had one of their dudes dress up as a, a mad scientist guy, and he was like, look at this new creation we have for you. It's bejeweled, but you can swirl it around. It was really uh, embarrassing. Dr. Julio. Can you, can you imagine being employed in the trade of trying to get people excited about a new bejeweled game? I would yeah. rather clean toilets with my bare hands. No, no uh, offense to anybody who works in video game PR. No yeah. offense. Okay. Bejeweled, um, I think it would be really funny if it were more than ukulele. So I'm going to go one more than ukulele and say nine. Okay. <laughs> Tim, uh, yeah. Very good. Well, like I said, I wrote 12. So <laughs> I wrote four of them. Uh, I only wrote four Bejeweled fanfiction. Because it was my job to get people excited One about Bejeweled. So I tried type. to. I tr- they told me, what do you. They asked me for a strategy, and I said, uh, what if we start writing fan fiction about Bejeweled? <laughs> and uh, people enjoy it, and then they think that there's a fan base. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm sure there's got to be a hot girl somewhere in Bejeweled or a Sonic the Hedgehog character because of the Chaos Emeralds. Mm. So. Uh, Quit stalling. I don't know. Four. The ones you wrote. Sure. The ones that Brandon? I wrote. Brandon? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to go with the number of bejeweled jewel types that there are, which appears to be six. Um, That's fair. But now I'm thinking, you know, since we're all so clumped up in the middle here, maybe I should go with nine. Frank went with nine. He went with eight, I thought. No, I said one more than ukulele. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was nine. Okay. I'll go with 10. I'll say okay. Bejeweled is a lot better than ukulele. Uh, you're all over. There is only one Bejeweled fan fiction. Dang and it. it is filthy. And uh, it looks like our, our homework for next week is to read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might, you better link that right now to us. Come on. Okay. Uh, Tim, you are our winner with five points to Frank and Brandon's one. Congratulations. Well, there's, there's something god darn wrong with me. I think it's because I did I did actually do a research of that variety for right. um for this Final Fantasy video that I did a couple months ago. I, I just looked at the numbers of fan fictions. I didn't so, even know I got one, so that's yes. cool. It's called No More Moves by Sexy Handsome Jack. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna read it. How 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 long is it though? It's good. Uh wow. Uh it's <laughs> two thousand two hundred and eighty nine words. Oh, that's a lot. Dang it. That's a heck I don't time. even know that many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most people don't. Right. Uh, well, now the part of the show where we plug stuff we've got going on if we feel like doing that, or we uh, make recommendations for stuff other people have done, or anti-recommendations to avoid stuff other people have done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. When's the show go out? Uh, this show goes out on Next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, November 24th and 23rd or to our Patreon backers. One day early. Wow. One day okay. early. No, you mean twenty first. You, you mean twenty first if it's the twenty fourth, third. Uh, wait, never mind. Twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty second. Go on over to our website. Check out this real dumb thing we did. Uh, specifically, gamehistory.org forward slash Sega VR. One word. Sounds good. We have uh, successfully, without access to the actual hardware, recreated and emulated Sega's unreleased VR helmet along with one of its also obviously unreleased games and ported it to the HTC Vive because we're uh, we do that kind of thing sometimes. Go to that address, see a video video of our of our uh, tech guy playing a Sega VR game right now. 
And by the way, Ooh. we includes me because I was the initial point of contact on that. I don't know if you knew that, Frank. IPC. In what sense? In the sense that the guy who had the ROM came to me or had the the source. Oh, Dylan code. Dylan came to me early on. Oh, so. uh, but but then I connected him to people while you were ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, but my real name is Dylan. So I, it looks like it's actually more due to me. That's not true. Nice. Anyway, the way we did it was really dumb, which is that we had this this game's source code and Rich Whitehouse, our engineer, just through references in the source code, slowly pieced together how the, the hardware worked by seeing how the code interacted with it. It looks pretty neat. Yeah, bad. That's probably a bad game, but you know. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Who cares? It's a, it's Frank. <laughs> it's a video game, <laughs> so it's it's probably a bad game is an understatement, uh, in my experience. <laughs> I mean, come on, most of them are. Let's face it. I say that non cynically, as non cynically as one can. Yeah, I say I say that it's just uh, most of them are pretty bad. No offense to them, not for lack of trying. I don't know what that means. You ever hear somebody use the phrase "not for lack of trying" and they, they you think they use it wrong? That's what just happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Tim, you have any recommendations? No, ask Brandon for a recommendation, and then we'll see if I have one. Brandon, got any recommendations? Sure. I'll recommend Bruce Lee, his greatest hits. The yeah. Criterion oh, I love that album. Collection. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got it's got all his uh, all his greatest songs in there. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's finally proper transfers of. Bruce Lee's movies, including the all the ones that you're like, is that really a movie of his or is that recombinant footage? They have all those on there explained so that you don't have to get confused about whether you're actually getting the right collection with the real movies or the fake movies, etc. Mm -hmm. they, they got it all laid out for you. It's real nice. I recommend that. And sometimes they have 50% off sales and then you can get it for like. Is it on the much. Criterion channel, though? This I do not know. I purchased Maybe. the Blu-rays. Ooh, Mr. Yes. Fancy. Yes, I am I, I thought a fancy you would lad. Just, just rather, I thought you were the kind of guy who just kind of rather wait for it to be on Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. A lot of those criterions don't get on there. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to confess that I've worked about 20 hours a week on some in, incredibly mundane and frustrating stuff for the past uh, couple of days. So uh, I, don't, I don't have any... I don't, I don't do you have recommend any, that people do that? I'm saying I, don't, I haven't engaged meaningfully with any kind of culture uh, in that entire period. So I don't really know what any sort of thing is anymore. I don't know what stuff is what. Uh, so that's that's my recommendation is I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know anything right now. I'm doing well, intensely boring stuff all day. Well, I've got some recommendations here. Uh, if you would indulge me, uh, I would like to recommend that our listeners go over to iTunes or Stitcher or any platform where one is able to rate and review podcasts and leave a nice one for us. You could subscribe to our podcast uh, just by hitting the subscribe button. That helps increase our visibility as well. If you're just downloading these one at a time, it's better if you are subscribed for our metrics. All of that's a good way to increase the show's reach. You could tell some friends about it if you get the opportunity. You go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you can subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, get episodes one day early, one day early, one day early, and even exclusive access to a distending gullet of bonus content. Whoa. Gross. You can discuss these <laughs> wow. very episodes at forums.insertcredit.com. Right now, there's a pretty good discussion going on about good asset reuse in video games. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Zafaldi. Tim is at 108. 
Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show's editor is Esper Quinn with music by Kirk Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved. So I want to uh, oppose something Jaffe said earlier. Yeah. I don't want the users to leave a nice one for us. That sounds yeah. like very, very, very Call of Duty uh, press leave H it. there. Leave, yeah, leave a one. nice one. <laughs> uh, he left a nice one. Looks like Reagan left a nice one. <laughs> <laughs>